Welcome to All Business No Boundaries, a collection of supply chain stories by DHL Supply Chain, the North American leader in contract logistics. I'm your host, Will Haywood. This is a place for in-depth discussions on the supply chain challenges keeping you up at night. We're breaking beyond the boundaries that are limiting your supply chain. Today's episode is Sustainability at Sony, paving the way for a more sustainable supply chain. Our guests are Dale Sanford, Vice President of Logistics and Fulfillment at Sony Electronics, and Jim Monkmeyer, President, Transportation at DHL Supply Chain. Let's dive in. Well, here we are on the show floor of a big industry conference, and we're excited to be together face-to-face. We do most of our podcasts virtually, so having folks in the room with us is always a fun, fun way to do it. Let's start with introductions. If you could, please tell me your name, your company, and your role, and a little bit about uh, what that involves. Dale, let's start with you. Sure. Dale Sanford. I work for Sony Electronics in there for about 15 years now, responsible for several different operations groups, logistics and fulfillment, also responsible for the environmental group, product safety, and product compliance group. Okay, great. And Jim? Yeah, I'm Jim Monkmeyer, President of Transportation for DHL Supply Chain North America. Good, good. And you're from California? That's right. Based out of San Diego. And Jim, you're in Ohio? I'm in Columbus, Ohio. So Dale gets the award for early duty. It's 8 a.m. Eastern Pacific time. It's an early one for you. So Dale, Sony, your offices are out in San Diego. So tell us a bit about the Sony business, just thumbnail sketch to orient us around what it is. Functionally, I understand what you do, but what the Sony brand is in the U.S. Sure, sure. Yeah. So we have uh, really four major product lines within Sony Electronics. You know, of course, television is our biggest one. But we also have everything to equip your home with audio and visual as well. We have our camera business, our imaging solutions business. Then we have our professional business. So all of the large cameras that are used by the major networks and filming and live events as well. Okay, great. And then Jim, people think of us as a warehouser on the thing. So if you could talk a little bit about DHL's transportation business as well as what we do with Sony, or maybe use Sony as an example to illustrate what we do. Transportation, North America, we've got three primary solutions. We have dedicated fleet operations and we have freight brokerage. And then we have our lead logistics partnership service, which is really a 4PL type service. And that's what we provide to Sony. And we operate similar products on six continents. Okay, good, good. So just spending a minute on LLP, 4PL, I think those are some of the least understood terms in industry. What's your definition of those? Yeah, it can be a full turnkey solution on behalf of our customers. It is a open book from a freight perspective. So we can work jointly with the customer to help them reduce cost, improve service around primarily transportation. But it can start with network design. So designing the the supply chain where the different nodes will be and so forth to get product from origin to final customer, the planning and execution of the shipments, the procurement of transportation, ending with the audit and payment and the analytics work around continuous improvement. Okay. So maybe to ask the same question to you, Dale. So what do you look for from a provider for LLP or 4PL service? I took on this job about four years ago, went through kind of a major transformation. We call it MRP or mid-range plans or really a three to five year look. Started with transport, which we've had a good relationship with DHL. They've been very supportive. We did three years. We decided to contract for three more years. And then it was really outsourcing our warehouses and also doing a lot on the inbound side, right, in terms of transformational. And, and DHL is now partnering with us in some of those areas now as well. Great, great. 
Okay, so I know we wanted to talk about a big trend in supply chain and frankly, the world right now, which is sustainability. And I know, Dale, you have some thoughts about kind of what it means personally and what it means as a businessman and what it means for your company. So I just thought we'd open it up and say, just generally, how are you guys thinking about sustainability? What does it mean to you? There's an environmental component, I know, but there are other facets to it. So go ahead and start. All the good companies in the world now have sustainability goals, right? And most of them are called Road to Zero. Sony is no exception, right? So we've got specific plans related to 2025. So we've got kind of three phases. We 2025, any 30, and then 2040, right? Is a really trying to get to zero emissions at that point. There's a lot of unknowns related to that, right? What's going to happen? Is it going to be electric vehicles? Is it going to be hydrogen vehicles? You know, specifically around the transportation space. So I think my focus. You know, at an employee level, there's things that we can do now, right? So all of these are things in the future. The chances that the three of us will still be in the positions that we are by 2040 is pretty slim, right? And so I think there, but there are things that we can do now. And so I thought I'd share my own personal sustainability journey, yeah. right? And what I try to do. So I try to take that and encourage my employees to take maybe components of it. And you don't have to do all of the things that I'm doing. Right. As it relates to sustainability. But there are things that I encourage everybody to kind of pick one thing where you can live more sustainably. So some things I've been doing for years. So composting, for example, is something that I grew up in rural New Hampshire. We did that. So I continue to do that throughout my life. But then there's other things that I've kind of adopted over time. So for us, my wife and I, we watched a movie called Forks Over Knives about you know, three or four years ago. It demonstrate what, you know, a plant-based diet can be healthier. Studies show that people didn't get cancer as much, right, if they were on a diet like that. So that was kind of the first thing that we did. You know, and it's not that I don't eat meat at all, right? But if I have a choice, I'll usually opt for something that's plant-based. And it's really kind of, okay, you know, what you're eating. And then the second thing is around shopping as sustainably as you can, right? You know, making choices, you know, try to buy local wherever you can. Where I live in East County, outside of San Diego, we've got a farm there, right? So we actually made friends with a farmer. His name is Jared. Lakeside, California, right? We go to his farm stand every week and actually he will deliver as well. We're able to kind of tack into locally produced goods there. And then related to trash itself, I tried to move towards as close to zero waste as possible. So I canceled my trash about four years ago and really that was kind of a bit of a forcing function for me. And then kind of separate everything. So anything that's recyclable goes into the recycle bin. I recycle that cans and bottles. I can Five, five cents for, right? So I'm able to collect those. And then anything that's burnable, right? So we have a fireplace, we have an outdoor fire. So anything that corrugated or whatever goes to burn. Other than that, there is a small amount of trash each week that I'll take into work or drop off at a gas station or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. So I want to maybe transition to we work for big companies that are, let's admit it, big emitters. And we all have our corporate goals, but, you know, sort of translating to the workplace. And Jim, I want to ask you, touching on something Dale hit on electric versus hybrid trucks. I know everybody wants them. Everybody is eager to get them. Realistically, how is it playing out from a production standpoint, availability, feasibility? What are you seeing in the work you're doing? It's a challenge right now. It's good to be on the cutting edge of all of this and mm-hmm. trying to be an innovator. EV class eight trucks that we've ordered, we're still waiting for those. And how long ago was it that you put the water in? Well, some of them quite some time with their friends at Tesla. Others with Volvo and with Freightliner have been more recent and we've taken a few of those, but there have been delays. 
And our goal is to get to have our fleet be one third sustainable, clean energy by 2030. And at the pace we're going, it's going to be tough, but we're expecting things to wrap up and take delivery on those vehicles. We want to get enough of them in so that we can run adequate tests on how long these batteries are really going to last, how they'll operate in city traffic versus highway, cold climate versus warm. These are all the types of things we need to understand before we can really put them out in mass. And with the technology and the process we've set up for our procurement events, we can look at the offset between CO2 and cost and allow companies like Sony to make educated decisions about what providers they select. Right. But that's tricky, though, because you're relying on other parties for emissions information and performance, and that's got to be complicated. We just had our Carrier Summit, which is an annual carrier conference last month. Uh, we had about 80 carriers there, and we have to emphasize with them the importance of SmartWay. We've got some carriers that aren't on the program yet. It's, it's a voluntary program, and so we work with and encourage them to join. We've been able to get many carriers to join SmartWay. And then we need to educate them to drive their scores down by purchasing more fuel-efficient, more CO2-efficient vehicles. And that's a process as well. But they know that over time, more uh, leading edge companies like Sony are going to demand that they're on board with the program and driving their scores down. And they're not going to have opportunities with us if they don't work to get there. We have that on truck, LTL, truckload. We're working on getting that for air and ocean, which are not readily available. So these are different aspects that we're going to have to measure ourselves and hold those carriers and providers and forwarders accountable. So realistically, though, Dale's and Sony's goals to drive to zero reflect what DHL is doing within DHL's carriers are doing. So that's... We have to be there. Yeah. In fact, Dale and others of our customers were at the Carrier Summit to help kind of emphasize where they're going, not just from a sustainability standpoint, but from cost and service standpoint as well. Both global companies. I wondered, Dale, about what you see from your Japanese colleagues versus other Asian and Europeans. I feel like in North America, we're sort of the caboose on this train. What's it like for you? And do you feel that's pressure or do you get good leadership from them? When you go into the office in, in Tokyo, you can see that they take you know the segregation of crash very seriously. So they are well ahead of us. Most of the emphasis, if you think of our road to zero, currently is on the manufacturing side. So that's kind of part of phase one, right? Actually, the transportation part of it is until phase two. That would be 2030. But now, you know, to Jim's point, it's all about kind of setting the baseline, understanding your emissions and understanding the areas where you tend to focus on and, you know, being opportunistic as different technology and other things come on. Yeah, gotcha. Same question to you, Jim. I mean, I know we've actually had to install a European in our North American business to help us with this journey, right? The knowledge that Stefan Shoglinski brings yeah. to our business, it's interesting. I would say in some ways we are a little bit slower to move. I think in North America, there's a sense of if this is going to bring financial benefit to me, I'm not necessarily going to do it. And I see that with some companies, but you know, there is a value proposition now for some of these technologies. And we have a benefit, I think, at DHL because we have a large warehouse footprint and a lot of our dedicated fleet operations run in and out of those facilities, which allows us to set up our own charging infrastructure and not be dependent on national availability. It gives us an advantage. Okay. So there's emerging ROI calculation, but still emerging. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's very complicated. Yeah. It's got different rebates in different states. You've got the charging infrastructure that you need to work out. The As I said before, the range of the vehicles is not really fully understood and tested. 
And then if you wait to something better come out, whether it be hydrogen or longer range EV vehicles, a long-term solution, a long-term best solution. And then you have the naysayers who are saying, yeah, but we're all pulling this from the grid. And how are we getting that electricity? And fortunately, there are other people working on that problem. Yeah. Right. So we just have to, you know, trust each other and take those first steps. I don't understand the hydrogen thing, and I'm sure I'm not alone. Do either of you kind of get what that's about? Well, uh, yes and no. Okay. I, I think the challenge uh, with hydrogen, it's actually feasible today, which is why people are talking about it, but it's getting that hydrogen to where you need it. That is the challenge. Yeah. So this is the right thing to do kind of thing. There's a emerging ROI, but then I, I wonder, is a big consumer brand, Dale, what your company's research shows about what consumers expect and how that's evolved. Yeah. I mean, that's one of those things that if you think about as larger companies were doing what we can, I think that over time, consumers are going to really force us to do it, especially proceeding with the younger generations, mm -hmm. right? So my kids are 27 and 23, right? And they're, especially the younger one, very much wants to live sustainably wants to buy brands that are sustainable and, you know, also wants to ensure that what the companies are showing is being hope in terms of their websites. So what that they are being greenwashed, if you will. Greenwashed. That's an interesting new term. What is that? People claiming to do things and claiming to do all of these sustainable and are really not doing that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Faking. Do you see with younger associates, particular interest of them, either picking up some of your personal habits or just wanting to work in a place where that's a priority? Yes. Yeah, very much so. Not everyone, but definitely the younger generation. You know, these are things that are important to them. They want to be linked to a company that really is moving forward in terms of sustainability. Totally agree. We emphasize what we're doing, you know, the realistic aspects of what we're doing with our employees because we know it's important to them. We see that in the survey, survey results that we conduct. Yeah. So just to do a little crystal ball, I don't, I think you're, you're right to point out we probably won't be working in 2040. I hope not. How good are you feeling about the goals that you set? I mean, DHL has a 2050 goal, so we gave ourselves another decade, but are you feeling like it's a slam dunk? Is it 50-50 proposition? Yeah, probably 50-50. But again, it, you know, it's not a reason not to think yeah. about it. And that's really the thought with Sony is to set these fairly aggressive goals. If we need to modify them because the technology just doesn't support it, right, we will. But this is what we're tracking to you. And it sounds like you've got your teams ready to jump on things just right. by that's making right. it a front of mind topic. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Jim? Yeah, I think the same. I think goals are there to generate action. And that's what we're doing. Whether we hit those goals exactly on the date is really not going to make the difference that taking action now will have and each of us doing our part. Yeah, well said. All right. Well, thanks to both of you for uh, joining this morning. It's good to see you and appreciate your time and contributions and best of luck on 2025, 2030, 2040, 2050. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to rate us and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also re-listen to our entire library of episodes on our website, dhl.com forward slash A-B-N-B podcast. See you next time.